I just think back throughout my 15 years of teaching and coaching, thinking about the kids that I run into that are now adults and seeing what they have become and them expressing just the realities that, man, you meant a lot to me. You may not have known it then, but your words did make an impact. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Randy Odom, in for Byron Tyler. It's been a while since I got to be on the show, so I'm excited that Byron asked me to host in his stead today. Like I said, my name is Randy Odom, and I am from Memphis, Tennessee, but today I'm in Branson, Missouri. I moved about six months ago to Branson, Missouri, took a role with Kids Across America, and before that I was in Memphis for about 20 years with Memphis Athletic Ministries. And I love Memphis, love the city of Memphis, love everything Memphis, but God changed my assignment, and that happens to us sometimes. And today, we're going to have Hassan Salim from Memphis, Tennessee, on with us today. Hassan, formerly, and he'll tell you about this, he was pastor at Downtown Fellowship Church, Memphis, Tennessee, and God changed his assignment. He lives in Memphis, Tennessee, but he serves and works with us at Kids Across America. And so we're excited to have Hassan Salim on today. Hassan, how are you doing down there in Memphis? Hey, Randy, I'm doing great today. Grateful to see another beautiful day and just excited to get this time with you. Our topic today is when God changes your assignment. You know, Hassan, over the last few years uh, with COVID and everything that's happened, it seems like God has changed a lot of people's assignments and he's changed things up uh, from little things to things that are more impactful. I know for myself, we moved from Memphis, Tennessee to Branson. For you, what are some life changes that God has brought about in your life and what's happened in the last year or two years? Share with us what God's been doing. Yeah, it definitely has been a year or even a season of change. And just this year, uh, really a few months ago, I made a shift or change from pastorate uh, role here in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, where I've been serving for the past 11 years as pastor and elder at a local church, and now uh, signed on with Kids Across America. Just really excited, but although the excitement is there, you know, there is a sense of uh, loss uh, and just a sense of uh, unsettlement as my family and I, you know, begin to make this new shift. Oh, I totally understand that. When a person pours their heart and their soul, time, effort into something, especially something that impacts people and the body of Christ— when God changes that assignment, there is a sense of loss. I felt that myself. I didn't want to listen to God at first. He was saying, Randy, your assignment's done with ma'am. And honestly, I, I said, no, God, I'm good. I, I love ma'am. I love Memphis. I don't want to do anything else. But the longer it went on, the longer I realized Ecclesiastes three one talks about a season, a time for everything under the sun. And it became clear that my time at ma'am and I love the people, it was just time. God wanted me to do something else for his glory. So I think it's important for us to embrace that sense of of loss, to embrace that sense of hurt, of mourning, really, of that time passing. How do you think that relates to the things you see in the city and the culture and the things that are happening in Memphis? Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Uh, and so just as I think through, you know, even my transition and just the word that you mentioned, uh, loss or mourning, so you, you definitely have that feeling. But then, on the other hand, God is stirring something up in you, right? You know, if you walk with the Lord long enough, you know, oftentimes when God calls us to a, a certain work, we don't always know what that'll look like. 
And so although we're excited, it's that apprehension of not knowing what's around the corner. As I think about our city and I think about the times that we're in uh, with a lot of change for a lot of people, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And so therefore, our fleshly tendency is to be fearful or nervous. And we just have to remind ourselves that God is on the throne. He's in control. And if we trust him, as Proverbs uh, 3 talks about, he'll definitely um, make our path straight, so to speak. And so I think I just have to be reminded of that as I thought through, okay, this change is different, uh, but just being encouraged that, okay, I trust God and I know that he knows what's best and he's got me. That's kind of how I look at it. I love that. I love that. God's got you. You know, you said it best. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. Yes. Thinking about it, it's also amazing how people in the last couple of years, myself included, with COVID and being quarantined and going through all of that, if I dwell on the things or think about the things that are negative, it can overtake me. But then on the other side, you see positive enthusiasm. Things are happening in the city. You know, Even though I live in Branson, I follow the Tigers. I follow the Grizzlies. So let's pause a little bit and let's talk about the Grizzlies and John Morant. That's some things happening in the city that are exciting. And what's the buzz in Memphis about the Grizzlies? Man, there's a huge buzz. I, I had the privilege of being in the house last night uh, just to see Jock go off and do what he does. And there was just a level of excitement and in, in energy in the place. And, you know, one of the things that I realized is sports, especially being a former athlete and a coach, sports, it has a way of bringing hope, you know. And I know a lot is going on around us, and it's just sports, but the feel that you have when the Tigers are doing well and the Grizzlies are doing well, it's just a level of hope that it brings to our city. And I was able to experience that firsthand last night just by seeing what Ja could do and what the team is doing. But most of all, what it's doing for our city is, is a good thing. Man, you took the words out of my mouth. You know, talking about sports, you're a former athlete. You've coached. you got five boys, so you got to start in five for basketball. And I'm a former athlete, retired now. <laughs> a is a sports camp. We saw over 1,200 campers come to camp, and we're a sports camp. We're a Christ-following, gospel-centered sports camp. Let's talk for a little bit about the power of sport and a coach and how the gospel of Jesus Christ weaves itself through sport and changes lives. How has that been in your experience of being a coach and an educator? How have you seen the gospel, and especially when you have a coach who's dedicated to Christ, how have you seen that impact people's lives? Oh, tremendously. Uh, I even think about my playing days before Christ days when I was a young athlete playing, then transforming into a new man, you know, God changing my heart, you know, and being an adult and now being a teacher and a coach. It was just for me, I just saw the opportunity because I just remember that my coaches, they had my ear, they had my attention and whatever they fed me, I was willing to receive. And so now being a man of faith as a coach, I realized that I had a opportunity to invest in this young man, this young person beyond the playing field. I had a mission and it was dual. Yes, I wanted them to be successful and wanted them to learn the craft, do well. But at the end of the day, I wanted them to become something different, right? To become something whole and full as they were growing into adulthood. And so just the opportunities that we have, even at Kids Across America, to take young kids, boys and girls from all across America, to be able to uh, yes, through games and sports, introduce Christ, 
but most of all, really uh, reach down to the depths of just their hearts to be able to shepherd them and help build and mold something that is, man, glorious to come. I can relate to that, Hassan. You know, my story's a lot like yours. I grew up and my coach was the first person I saw that cared for me other than my parents. And I had a relationship and played sports at a young age. I mean, from fifth grade on up. And, but I had coaches who, some coaches who were great coaches and I had some coaches who weren't so great. But the ones who were great, the ones who stuck with me, the ones who had patience, who encouraged me. I had coaches of faith, too, who modeled what it's like to be a godly man in front of me. And even when I was young, I didn't realize what that was, but I got to see that, you know, and I got to to learn how they operated with their family and, and how they treated their own kids. And a lot of, you know, I had a coach growing up, James Collinsworth. He was like a dad to me. I practically lived with him and his family, and, and he's gone on to be with the Lord now. But I can even, you know, I'm 53 years old, and I can think back, and I remember coach, and I remember him helping me go to college and, and encouraging me. And when I wanted to quit, we don't quit. We don't do that. So I do think, you know, that is a platform, uh, and especially in Memphis and the Mid-South. Sports is a powerful vehicle, and when you harness it for the gospel of Jesus Christ, a coach has a power or a leverage that other other people don't have. I know you saw that when you were an educator at Kingsbury, when you were coaching there and you were teaching there. Talk about how that time was for you, and how do you, if any, reflect on that now, now that you're working in sports ministry? I just had the opportunity to be over at Streets Ministries prior to coming here. So I was able to just actually run into uh, a whole student that I had when I was at Kingsbury. And it just brought back memories because you, you never know how much you impact a young person, especially not during the time, because the seeds that you're planting, they're not mature just yet. And it's, it takes other people cultivating those, watering those and things of that sort. And ultimately, God giving the increase. But you know, those eventually take root. And years later, you begin to see that blossom. So just talking to a former student who is now one of the leaders over at Streets, it just, you know, does my heart good just to be able to know I was able to have that impact. And I just think back throughout my 15 years of teaching and coaching, thinking about the kids that I run into that are now adults and seeing what they have become and them expressing just the realities that, man, you meant a lot to me. You may not have known it then, but your words did make an impact. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I take away from my time as an educator and even my time just having opportunities with young people. They don't always get it at the time or see it, but it's something that's lasting. And I was just sharing with that student of another young man that I had the privilege of coaching back in 2005, uh, reached out to me, uh, found me in 2018, and he just wanted to express what I meant to him and what the words that I shared and the lifestyle that I modeled before him when he was a senior meant to him now as a man. And he wanted me to know that. And so it's just one of those things that, you know, it's kind of delayed gratification. You don't always see it in the midst mm -hmm. But the long-term mm -hmm. um, fruit that comes from that is unbelievable when you get opportunities to see it. So it, it was amazing for me. Yeah, that's so important. I think back, you know, you have five boys and one's in college. I have a 16-year-old, and it's so true. At that age, you go, is he hearing me? Is, is he listening? Does he understand? But they're like sponges. And maybe they're at that cool age where it's not cool to hang out with dad but you also have another person, a coach, a mentor, someone else. But they're like sponges. They're soaking it up. Even if it's not cool to say 
yeah, Dad, I hear you, or it's right. I experienced the same thing. Last time I was in Memphis, you know, I had to stop down by the FedEx Forum and, and go to the Grizzlies store and pick up some gear. And I'm there, and I hear, hey, coach. And I turn around, and it's a young man that I got to coach at MAM when I started at MAM in 2005. He's employed there with the Grizzlies, and we just stood there for a good 15, 20 minutes and just had a conversation and caught up. Got to tell him how proud I was of him, and, you know, he talked to me about how he's raising his daughter and take care of his family, and, you know, my heart just overcome with joy seeing what God had done in that space, and I had a small part in that. Hassan, one of the things, we're starting to do a program called KA Elite where we bring football teams in and we'll bring basketball teams in next year. But we bring teams in and we we have a curriculum and a program and an ethos and a culture that's built around team, a team and trust and leadership, high element ropes courses and challenge courses to really maximize that. And I think that's important. Young people need to be, uh, first of all, they need to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. And they need to see role models who are Christ followers, who are believers, but they're not perfect. They admit, you know, I'm falling. That's why I need Jesus. So having you on our team and, and the fact that you live in Memphis is phenomenal because, you know, it's our heart that we get some teams from the Mid-South to come up to KA and compete with other teams from Dallas, from Kansas City, from Florida. We can honor God with our God-given abilities, but we can also do some team building and, and introduce these young men and these young ladies to Jesus Christ in a team-based sports aspect. And there's many things that, that God does at camp, but he also does stuff in the city. You mentioned Streets Ministry. And I love Eric and, and his team and the people who are at Streets. And that's one thing I can say about Memphis is there are hundreds of ministries in the city, and there's ministries that have been making impact for many generations continuously. I'm excited, and I'd love to hear your heart about, you know, God transitioned you, he transitioned your family, but you still get to live in Memphis for nine months, then come to camp in the summer, and you get to interact with some of those ministry leaders. How has that been for you? It's been sweet, you know, just thinking about the opportunities, one, that I have here in Memphis, but also to be able to expand that, right? Like you mentioned, other cities, people coming from Dallas, from Illinois, from all over Atlanta, and getting the opportunity to really just kind of, you know, just share what God has done in my life. And through me, God is able to reach people that are, that are global. And so for me, just being able to stay here in Memphis has been great. But I do look at it as, man, I get the best of both worlds, right? I get to mm. be out at camp. I get to love on people from all over. And then part of the year, I get to be right here in my city and continue to further those connections, continue to build our Memphis market, right? As you mentioned, Memphis being the second largest market in uh, kids across America. We look forward to making that to be number one. We love to have groups from all over Memphis coming out to camp, growing, having fun, and glorifying God together, but also impacting the whole United States that, from kids that come from everywhere. And so that's the exciting part because I get to marry those together. Um, no longer just based here in Memphis. I can, you know, expand that. And so that, I think that's the most exciting part for me because again, you know, I'm right here from Memphis and I love the city of Memphis and I always want to invest time, talents and treasures here. But man, what an opportunity now that I get to expand that to Branson and then receive kids from all over. It's amazing. So I think that's part of the hook. Not outside of working with you, Randy, and getting opportunities to spend time and grow and labor alongside of you, but man, also to be able to just expand what, what Memphis 
market is and what it means to do life here. And we can just share that. And I get to share that across the globe. So I'm excited. Yeah, we might be having someone listening to the show through Bot Radio who doesn't know about KA. So KA is a camp that's existed for over 30 years, and our mission is to build Christian leaders by encouraging, equipping, and empowering under-resourced youth and their mentors through camping and education. We take and hire over 500 college students who are sold out to the Lord Jesus Christ, who are Christ followers. We hire them, and they become part of our team in the summer. We basically are Jesus with skin on to young people ages 10 to 18, and we have uh, three camps, really four camps. We have three camps in Branson that serve elementary, middle, and high school, and then we have a leadership development camp called Higher Ground. It was founded by a Memphian, Soup Campbell, Roy Campbell, who works with Icon Ministries, and Soup also works with us, with me, during the summers at KA. KA has a, a Memphis connection like no other, and Hassan, you said it, Memphis is second. If I know anything about Memphians in the city of Memphis, they don't like being second in anything. We would love to have groups from Memphis. Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex is number one with about 1,400 campers. Memphis is number two with about 800. We want to see more kids from Memphis come up to KA. We're a sports camp, but we also, you know, they're on the lake. They get to go ski tube, and we have high ropes course. They're going to get to do things at camp, and it's not just a camp. We don't have tents. We have cabins, cabins with air conditioning. We want to make that clear that we're a camp for all kids. You know, Hassan, as you think about that, you mentioned something about counselors, about staff. College students come from all over. They work with us for, for one, two, or three months, and then God sends them out back to their university, and we get a chance to build into them, to grow them, to mature them in their faith. And I think that's the ministry inside the ministry, and that's what changed my life. I came to camp in 94. I saw something that I'd never seen before. But when you take a kid out of their environment for seven or eight days, why is that so special? I think one of the main things is because I think about my upbringing, right, growing up inner city Memphis, grew up in the Westwood area. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't experience any other parts of Memphis, let alone other parts of the country. So just to be able to take a kid from an urban area, allow them to have seven days in nature, in an experience that many of them may not have ever experienced. And so it just gets them out of their comfort zone, out of their environment, but it's a fun and enjoyable time, and it's so memorable. Thinking about just even the kids that I've met and that I'm, and I'm meeting over these past few months, how kids across America has impacted them and how it's the highlight of their year. Like they are looking forward to come back again. When they leave camp, they're talking about next year. That right there just tells you and shows us the impact that it has to take a kid out of their element put them in a different environment, let them experience something that's very different with people from all over and enjoy themselves and learn about the Lord to grow. That's amazing, you know, and so I think any kid would love that and would benefit from that because, again, I know my kids have benefited from that. And I just think back to, you know, my upbringing. I didn't get that opportunity. I just couldn't imagine, you know, how that would have transformed my life. Just like the kids I see, it would transform it. And so I think that is really big uh, to be able to take them. And sometimes it may seem like, man, why so far? Why we have to go to another place? Uh, because, again, it, it takes them out of their element and it shows them that there's a whole bigger world beyond their neighborhood, beyond their section of the city. I think it's valuable. It's priceless. That's so true. I could say that in my life. I grew up 
much the same way. And when I played sports, one of the draws was we traveled. We got to go play other teams. We got to go do other things. And then when I worked at Kids Across America, I'd never been in an environment like that. And I certainly hadn't been on a lake or ski tubing or high ropes adventure. And I was a counselor. I wasn't a camper. And that was new for me. And God changed my life there. And he does the same thing for young people. You know, I'm reminded of my friend Kenyatta Morris, who works at Memphis Athletic Ministry. She, her story's phenomenal. And she won the Grizzlies Mentor of the Year last year. But she was a camper back at KA when she was younger. And I was at camp. And then I came to work at MAM. And she grew in ministry and, and has a family. And then she came to work at MAM. And, you know, last summer she came to visit she probably hadn't been to camp in 20 years, and she was doing the cheers. She was super excited. And then this year, she's bringing a group from MAM, uh, from Memphis. She is the leader, which we call Kaleos, which is called one. She's leading a group of young students from Memphis back to KA. That's coming full circle. And so that's what my mind thinks of is, is how we get to see God work. And we happen to work at KA and he works just like he's working at MAM and streets and at ministries and organizations and churches all over the city. It's, it's funny to me, Hassan, that God takes them out of their environment and kind of makes them uncomfortable because they're in a new place. But then that's what he did for you and I. You know, he's taken us out of our environment because I was comfortable in Memphis and I could operate throughout the city. And I've been there for over 20 years and God kind of said, Hey, I'm going to take you out of that and I'm going to take you back to camp. And the things that he he's teaching me are phenomenal. And I'm so blessed and honored that I get to work with men like you and, and a stellar team. And I still get to have my connection through Memphis to the people there. And so it's really neat to see God work. And he's always at work. And that's why I love Bot Radio and I love Byron Tyler so much. Because when they've had me on their show, I listen. I'm an avid listener. It's just to see how God works and how he weaves people's stories throughout all of these instances for him to be glorified because he loves us and he wants us to know him and walk with him. You know, thinking about all of these kids this summer, you know, last year we had kids from 19 states. We had a little bit under 1300 campers. You know, we only had 10 cases of COVID last year and we did not shut down the whole summer, the entire summer. We were one of the few camps who operated all summer long with no shutdown. So we know this summer that we can have a greater impact on a greater number of kids and that we can see campers commit their life to Jesus Christ, hear the gospel. And these ministries have been sharing the gospel with kids every day. We know that. We just want to play our part, some plant, some water, but God brings forth the increase, and we want to be a part of that. If you're listening today and, and you want to know how to pray for us, just pray that camp will be full with kids. If you want to get a hold of Hassan or myself, you can go to our website, kidsacrossamerica.org. You can pull us up on Instagram, and you can look at Facebook. Uh, just search for Kids Across America. But Hassan is our contact in Memphis and in the South region, and I'm in Branson. But we have team members who are based all over the nation. It's our prayer that you'll pray for us, you'll pray with us, and if God stirs your heart, that you might want to partner with us. Time, talent, or treasure to see kids come to Jesus Christ. And that's what excites me, Hassan, is that kids can come to camp. They're leaders. They come to Christ. They recommit. God works in their hearts, and then they get sent back to the city to impact that city for Jesus Christ. I can't think of a better way for me to spend my time and my talent and my efforts. And so I'm super excited, honored to be a part of this. Hassan, as we wrap up, I'd love to hear um, just what your hopes and dreams are for yourself and for the kids who come to your camp. You'll be directing our middle school camp. So let's hear your heart on that. 
Yeah, the main thing for me is I want things to go beyond camp. I want our relationship to go beyond camp. And so camp is a, a small section of their summer, but the reality is you can only do so much in that time. And so the excitement that I have by being here in Memphis is that I can connect with all of those who visit camp, especially from this area and this region throughout the year. Because for me, it's beyond camp. Camp is great. It's the highlight. It's the culmination. But there's so much more work that needs to be done, right? And that happens over time. So I'm looking forward to continuing those relationships, building them, cultivating them at camp, but then beyond camp, staying in contact. And one of the things that I'm really excited about, yes, the kids, because that's ultimately who we serve, but the young college students who will be there serving in the ministry. So college students from 18 to 25 will be serving as counselors. And I have a direct opportunity to invest in their lives, especially in those formative years as they're preparing for adulthood. And so I'm excited to connect with them and build into them and disciple them. That is really heavy on my heart, and I'm excited to really begin to unleash that beginning this summer. Man, I get excited just thinking about it. While we're on that note, we said you serve at camp, but it's a paid position. So if you're out there and you are interested and you need a summer job, you love the Lord God with all your heart, you love kids, you can't just like kids, you got to love kids, and you love sports, then you might want to check out, pray about, and connect with us on our website about working at Kids Across America. If you're a college student, if you just graduated high school, we have positions from counselor to maintenance to kitchen crew all over the camp. And it's a paid position, and we'll cover all your expenses while you're at camp. We give you a place to stay. Man, we eat good. We have fun. Like I tell people all the time, you want to invest in some people, invest in kids, and not only that, invest in yourself because you'll be in a community of believers who will be your friends for the rest of your life. Take a look at Kids Across America. Uh, I believe we are the premier urban camp. We have a culture that is different than any other camp around the nation. There's some great camps out there, but I don't think there's anyone like KA. If you're out there and you're interested, contact us. Go to our website, kidscrossamerica.org. Click on the employment section. Or if you're in Memphis, you can uh, get a hold of Hassan Saleem. You know, he's on our website. You can connect with him. Definitely, definitely you can connect with me as I'm on the website as well. You know, Hassan, as we wrap up today, I just want to say thank you for being on. I'd love to also thank Bot Radio and thank my good friend Byron Tyler. Thank you for allowing me to be in this space. I'm truly honored because in my mind, you guys are the masters of this. We are excited and thankful that you would give us a platform to glorify God in the work he's doing at Kids Across America and in Memphis, Tennessee and in the South region. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hassan. Thank you, Byron, for allowing us to do the show today. 